0: Wrath 1 was over, (laughs) parents won, kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.
1: Did we just become best friends? Yep! Gentlemen, start your engines!
2: To infinity and beyond!
1: of madness around
0: here. Hello everyone, welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun, for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I'm joined by my buddies, my pals, two of my co-hosts, and I'm excited to be here to chat a little Disney with them and with you as we get into an amazing topic before we do that let me go around the table and see how everyone's week has gone i'm gonna start with my buddy just north of me the great mike what's up buddy
2: i'm doing good how are you guys i'm uh as you guys get to see, I get to share some pictures with you and some of my Facebook family got to see. We got to celebrate Sarah's birthday uh, over the weekend. Uh, thankfully, I was off for the weekend and um, you know, going to the college bars and hanging out and having your daughter turn 21 was fantastic. Um, we had a great time having a party with her, having some time with her friends, and uh, we had a real blast. So it was great to be able to have the weekend off, spend a little time with her, and uh, celebrate a milestone here in the Stolfy household. You know, someone turns 21, it's a big birthday, and uh, we were very happy to, uh, to do that. And uh, it was good. We had a, we had a nice weekend, and you know, now my long work of my long week of work starts. So, uh, so it tomorrow's back to the grind.
0: Yeah, that's that. Look, the pictures looked awesome, man. And that's it. Look, um, that's a huge testament to you and Laura for the fact that you guys have been such amazing parents for so long that she wants to spend her twenty first birthday with you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, so that's a huge testament. Congratulations on raising. Um, and they, I was going to say an awesome kid. She's not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, really, really awesome to see those pictures and you guys out celebrating that moment. But let me go down and check on my buddy down in Daytona. I'll be seeing him as this episode comes out. I will see you today. That's what it'll be. And uh, we're making a little pit stop, Joe, because you said, hey, if you're gonna be driving through Daytona, we'll be hanging out for the next couple of days. Why don't we play a little
1: golf? So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, man, that's what I've been doing this past week. Uh, the weather's kind of been warming up a little by little, and uh, I made it my New Year's resolution to be a little more active this year, besides being more active in my Disney planning, uh, trying to be out there walking, running a little bit more, playing more golf. That's what I've been doing. The weather's been really good. Uh, we had a couple of storms come through this morning, so kind of waited it out, but just getting outside, enjoying the fresh air, you know, taking advantage of like living in Florida and being able to play golf, be outside while everybody else is kind of freezing their tushies off up north. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good week. I'm looking forward to... uh Guess when this is out today, playing golf, just play a quick nine holes. And then I'm going to crash. Uh, I'm going to be a uh, faux travel agent for two days. Yeah, you uh, are. Staying at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun hanging out with you and Dan down in the parks and uh, a little May trip. So looking forward to it. But I am looking forward uh, to tonight's show. We have a really good topic tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. We are going to have a blast. Like I said, Dan and I are down there for work, and we're like, Joe, we really aren't doing that much work. You should probably come down and uh, and hang with us. So we got a little Topolino's action going on. we got some Epcot uh, doing the Festival of the Arts uh, set on on Tuesday evening, um, having a little fun over there. So uh, really excited, man. It's going to be a blast. We'll, uh, we'll create those memories we always talk about. But let's get right into the topic. Listen, the one thing that everyone has – Whenever you leave a Walt Disney World trip is hopefully a countdown for your next one. And leading up to your next Walt Disney World trip, it is imperative to fill the void with, uh, with memories and with shows like this and with conversations with like-minded friends. But whenever you look at a park, a lot of the memories that you make aren't just the visuals, aren't just what you're experiencing on the attractions or meeting characters. A lot of the memories are triggered by the sounds you hear. As you walk around these incredible parks. So tonight we're going to take you on an auditory, auditory, wow that's a tough word, journey through Hollywood Studios. As we do our top sounds of Hollywood Studios. It's the sounds that make this park unique, make it fun, and stick out in our heads. And we hope if we missed any that you can go over to Disney uh, DDP Today over on Facebook. And you can uh, leave them there, whatever ones you think we've missed. So go over and join DDP Today Facebook family with that. Guys, let's get right into it though. Um, Before we start, though, I want to get your opinion on something. Joe, how important do you think sound plays in creating that nostalgic, that love for certain areas or certain moments in a park?
1: Oh, it's 100 percent. It actually happens with everything in life. Um, For example, um, there'll be a song on the radio and I could tell you like what year it was released, what was going on in my life at a certain time. Uh, if it was a happy memory, a sad memory, and it's no different when you're at Walt Disney world. If you're in a park with your friends and you hear a certain like sound in the background, for an example, I've talked about this before, Justin, right? we love to play golf. You and I, right? There's nothing cooler than being on the Palmer Magnolia course and hearing the main street train whistle in the background, you know, hearing the monorail, like the monorail pilot, you know, hitting the air horn as they're driving by You know, the resorts. Um, you're in, the, in theme parks and you hear certain sounds. I mean, Look, we're all geeks. We've all like played the monorail narration on our computers and phones. We've all had it on YouTube. Things that like we like to geek out—you know, kind of in private, right—that make us happy. It's a hundred percent, uh, totally about the, uh, you know, the the experience and the memories. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely goes into it. And tonight, some of the things that we'll go through, I guarantee we'll all have memories tied to these sounds. Like, I remember a time with this. or I remember being with family here. It's a hundred percent relevant. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Mike, you ever watched a? those clips of, like, sitcoms where they don't put the background uh, either clapping in or the background, like, music in, and Mm -hmm. it's just...
2: It's horrible. It's awkward. It's very awkward. You know, uh, sounds trigger memories. You know, which is I'm hoping to stir up some memories tonight because that's always you know it's always great. But it also brings you to that comfortable place. You know, it makes you feel at ease sometimes when you hear some of these sounds. I mean, we've done. I think we did a show once before with the sounds of Magic Kingdom, and I mean, certain certain sounds and certain tones. um, You know, you become accustomed to. It becomes part of your regular Disney. You know, in your head kind of playlist. So I think if there was no music or not these specific sounds, you'd be kind of lost in some of these parks. In some of these areas
0: yeah i agree so let's start by entering the park you know you're coming down hollywood boulevard and this is a staple for me this tells me that i'm inside of uh this incredible park over at hollywood studios Joe, it's the Hollywood Boulevard background music. You know, we get background music every part of every park around uh, Walt Disney World property. But this one transports me from 2024 back to the 1930s, 1940s uh, with those classic sounds. It's an incredible, incredible mix of music.
1: It almost, it actually also transported you back to like 1989 when this park opened and it yeah. was like the main hub of the Disney MGM Studios was Hollywood Boulevard because there was no Sunset Boulevard. There was no Galaxy's Edge. I mean, it was still the, the back lot, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was part of an attraction. So this was, like, one of the main parts of the park. And look, as Disney fans, as uh, Disney super fans, right, we don't like it when certain things change. I know when they changed the, the theme music for the entranceway to Epcot, people were kind of up in arms about it. The new stuff's okay, right? But it's not as good as the old stuff. It's the same thing here. It not only transports you back to that time where you know, Hollywood Boulevard, it's set. It's set, like, in the 20s and 30s, right? But it also, you know, transports us back to when this park first opened and all the great memories we had with our families as we went there with kids or we, we took our kids there, you know, for the first time. It, it's just really... It sets the tone for what the studios was built for and designed for, like, the original vision of it was, you know, Hollywood back in the, you know, back in the 30s. You no, know, it's funny. I think out
0: of all the hosts, Joe, I think you probably... And I don't think people would peg you for this. I think you enjoy this type of like the music around the parks more than any of us. I think you you take in like the ambiance and the background sounds and the noises probably more than any of us and you, you'll you bring it to your everyday life. Like you'll ride your motorcycle listening to, you know, background music that's, from Epcot. Festival yeah. of
1: Fantasy. Festival know.
0: of Fantasy. Like that's, that's kind of your jam is this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, my wife knows when I put the original Epcot entrance music on that means it's time to plan a trip we're doing park reservations we're doing adrs we're doing something i always have it on in the background it's just something that you know means a lot to me like i said like mike said it, it makes it triggers happy thoughts brings it makes it it makes me feel happy like it brings up like, all those great memories so yeah i i do take it into it it just it makes me not only am i a visual person but an auditory person so yeah it just makes me happy when i hear that
0: like I'm really glad he said planet trip because I thought he was going to say cuddle. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah, anytime I put on that Epcot original intro music, live notes, it's time to cuddle.
1: It's time to cuddle. You know, it's, it's, cuddle. Like, <laughs> it's time, Jen.
0: This <laughs> would have been this would have been a very different You'd show. To try I, would that never, I would have never. I I'm going to try that tonight, in, Justin. I, I would know. have, have be... never walked into Epcot, and the same way ever again.
2: <laughs> put, your, that music. put your Figment hat on and say, "Hey, baby." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's time to use our imaginations. <laughs> God.
2: Mike,
0: this kind of sets the tone for your entire day at Hollywood Studios, this music.
2: Yeah, and we also tend to see, you know, I like said it was 20s, 30s. It was the old school, uh, you know, type of movies. And then once in a while, you see the little skits. You know, you'll see them going up and down in those, you know, those buggy cars, and they'll come out and they'll do a like, movie scene sometimes. They'll have the director mm-hmm. out there. So um, it definitely sets the tone and the mood for your old school, you know, Hollywood uh, type of, you know, music. And it, 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 it they hit the mark when it comes to that with that entrance music.
0: 100%. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to go... The way I like to walk through Hollywood Studios, we're gonna go down Hollywood Boulevard and we're gonna take a left, passing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You know, we we talked a little bit about attraction, but nothing really came to mind of anything that really stood out to us was like that says, "Hey!" And maybe it's just because the attraction's not that old, it hasn't been there long enough to really create those memories or have those one moments. So, if you have something for Mickey and Minnie's that just really stands out to you, make sure to put it over in the Facebook group over there. Um, and we're gonna pass Frozen Ever After or pro- pass the Frozen Sing too, and we're gonna go over. Because you know you're in for an adventure when you hear the attraction music for Indiana Jones. And I will tell you this, Mike, that for me... I know that I... Look, I've seen the show a ton of times. I think it's one of the most underrated things that a, that you can do at Hollywood Studios. I think a lot of people skip it, which I don't really know why. Um, for me, going over and doing Indiana Jones, but that music that plays as you were walking into the arena just sets the mood perfectly and puts you into that Indiana Jones uh, kind of character, you know, getting ready for the stunt
2: show. A staple of my childhood was watching Raiders of the Lost Ark on a VHS tape. I think it was one of the first... Uh, VHS movies my dad ever got on, on you know on the VCR we watched this at home as a family. So uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, it's it's part of my childhood. It's always been something that has been near and dear to my heart. And then when you kind of get to live in the movie a little bit, you get that background music. You know the adventurous side of you comes out. And I think it's a you know it's obviously it's a gr- it's a great attraction. I'm glad it's still there. Um, I know when I went to MGM Studios back in the early '90s when it first opened, and that was one of the first things that was there. I got to actually do that with my dad. When we were there uh, on, a, on a school trip. So it was, ve- it was very cool that I got to do that in the early 90s. I'm glad it's still there and my kids enjoy it when we get to do it. And uh, the, the geek adventurer side of me comes out, you know, the, uh, the old, the old archaeologist. You know, I don't
0: even, Joe, I even when I don't do this, a lot of times I'll go over to 50s primetime, I'll go in to the bar, I'll get a drink, and I'll come out and I will sit outside of Indiana Jones where I can hear everything and just kind of take a break in that area normally there's some pretty decent spots over there that you can find a little bit of shade um but this i mean i'll just sit there and take in either the music or i'll take in just listening to the show i don't have to be inside to see it um you know maybe i don't want to do 40 minutes or 35 minutes however long the show is but i do want to listen a little bit and just the sounds coming from the show is enough for me to kind of in my head i can see what's happening
1: yeah it's a place that you can kind of you know, hang off to the side for a few minutes and just kind of get out of the way of the hustle and bustle of, you know, people running to star Wars or to galaxy's edge. And uh, yeah, you kind of take in a little bit of the sights and sounds. It's a, it's an opening day attraction, right? It's a, it's an original attraction. It reminds us of, you know, our childhoods and watching those VHS tapes. And sometimes it's just nicer to get off to the side and just take it in and for five or ten minutes right it's definitely like a 40 minute commitment you know what i'm saying just to take the whole show in but we've talked about it how on previous shows we were so happy that this attraction is still there that they haven't gotten rid of it it needs to stay there it's a staple of what it was or what the studio was designed to be and uh, yeah i mean it's it's And there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with taking the audio the the audio audible clues of what's going on you know i mean sometimes you kind of peek in and see what's going on but uh yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with that you have you sip your cocktail have your drink and you know, you go on to your next, uh, next, uh, to do. So
0: one of the best places to people watch is right there. You have Echo Lake right in front of you, right? You have people coming from, you know, Mickey and Minnie's. They're turning, they're wanting to go back to, uh, to galaxy's edge. Like this is when I like to pull a J and find a bench and just watch people. Like I could sit for 30 minutes and just because you're getting meltdowns, you're getting people who are, they're completely either lost. You get you know people with the maps up in the faces that are arguing on which way they're walking. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, Riley typically gets some ice cream right there. Uh, oh, Joe, you know what I learned this week? Yep. You know, we're getting ready for our Royal Caribbean cruise for spring break. Eight-night Royal Caribbean cruise. And uh, we're getting excited. I've got you know got my drink package ordered. I got my deluxe dining done. I got the key. We talked about this a little bit. You know the unlimited ice cream that they have on deck? At Royal?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. The soft, the soft serve. serve. I've never, I've never eaten it because I'm lactose intolerant. Did you know I'm it's not we, ice cream? It's
1: frozen yogurt. Is it really? I'm saying we had the yeah. ice cream party on deck.
0: I know. I don't need <laughs> any of it though.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So can it's, you have frozen yogurt or no? Yeah. Yeah. I can have frozen yogurt.
0: I'm pretty sure. Well,
1: maybe I, yeah, guess, I, guess I find you you can find out one way out or another, another. find exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe do Talk a test run ahead of time, but.
0: No, talk about playing the uh the slots or gambling you know that's a that's a fun way to do it um yeah but anyway I found out it was frozen yogurt because I eat yogurt all the time like I eat yogurt every day it's a good good source of protein so anyway I know this is nonsense it's probably because um, it
1: lasts long because it's so hot on deck maybe ice cream melts too fast but yogurt that may, be may so
0: actually be it maybe I don't know yeah mm, interesting uh let's move around and we're gonna head to what is Mike's favorite part of this park and we're gonna talk Star Wars now look there are so many sounds with star wars that we're just kind of lumping everything in under a star wars uh thing the one that i brought to the table though is one of my favorites and that is the chime on star tours it's just it's simple it's two seconds long it's distinct it you know where you are what you're writing you could have your eyes closed and once you hear that you know you're getting on star tours like for me mike the chime On Star Tours is so simple, but it takes me back, you know, two decades riding this attraction.
2: Yeah, it's been there for a long time. Uh, My kids know it. It's it's always been a staple of the beginning of that ride. Um, You hear as you're waiting in the queue. You hear it multiple, multiple times. Um, Obviously, you hear it when you're about to get on the ride. And um, I mean, I could do a whole I could do a whole show just on sounds of Galaxy's Edge, but that's probably definitely one of the most distinctive ones that people know when it comes to Hollywood Studios and Star Wars.
0: Now, this next one you you brought up. And I couldn't find this sound because, you know, I was looking for it. So because when we can't find a sound, I and mean, if it's the host's idea, they have to then recreate the sound so you know what we're talking about. So, Mike, take us into Ronto Roasters, which I got to admit I've never eaten there. Um, and tell me, what is the distinct sound from here that just says, screams, I'm in Galaxy's Edge?
2: Well, what I like about it was, because when I went in there to eat for the first time, it's almost, they have that droid that's up there, and he's kind of, you know, uh, he's at work. You know, he's kind of, you know, like... We're plugging along he's turning the wheel because he's got to mix stuff going but it's got that droid noise that choon, 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 choon. it's got that weird kind of uh, droid building mechanical kind of noise um, it's just that slight little background noise that you got going on that makes you feel like you're in a place they're obviously they're making food but in the Star Wars world it's almost like they're making droids or doing some other kind of stuff so uh, I really I really like that that little touch of just not having music back there but having that sound of almost like a droid producing Production kind of somebody's working in a kind of a coal pit or some kind of coal mine. Um, very, very cool. I like it a lot as you spin in that wheel and it's kind of getting your food ready. Do you like the food there? I've had the Ronto Wrap. Um, I actually like their breakfast stuff better than their lunch stuff, if that makes any sense. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, I've, I've never eaten there. Um, I don't do a lot of quick serves. Um, and when I do, you know, I have Katie, so typically we're getting... Mm-hmm. pizza somewhere or something like that like it's you know it's so
2: so uh, what well, it is it is a quick serve so it's yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean it's it, it it suits the purpose i mean it's not you know it's not fine dining by any points, but i think the the breakfast wraps particularly and i'm not a breakfast person at all but i like the breakfast wraps better than i like the lunch stuff
0: Hmm. i'll have to check it out i'll mm-hmm. check it out i'm gonna be down i mean i'll be down this this week but i'm not gonna be over at hollywood studios i'm not gonna have time unfortunately um to, to do that. So it's gonna be it's gonna have to wait for another trip. Uh Joe,
1: the chime on Star Tours or Ronto Ro you ever eaten a Ronto Roasters? No, I mean I've walked by but I never really had a, a reason to go in there. Jen and I really don't like the the the, the most I've ever done really is I've done Olga's once or twice. You know, they have like the forty five minute time limit in there. And when I go to uh Galaxy's I do like the blue milk. So that's something I do enjoy. Oh, yeah. But the Rontos, yeah, I actually like it. Um but yeah, I never went in to Toronto's roasters, but I mean I've looked in, looks pretty cool. But however, for the chime on Star Tours, yes. Um, that's up there with like the monorail chime when like the doors are closing. Like you definitely know where you're at. Um and I love Star Tours. It doesn't agree with me much anymore. I don't do the screens very well. However, like that to me is like Star Wars that like I love the four five sixty original ones. And to me, it's yeah. just yep. I mean it's that's the happy stuff. I like it. So I'm not gonna get into the whole debate on the other stuff but i mean i think we
0: talked about it joe uh, before i think star tours is better than smugglers run i like star tours i mean like,
1: smugglers runs cool you just hit a bunch of buttons you always walk Dude, if out if you're, you're the if you're engineer the though
0: joe you're literally i mean come on if you're the engineer they're like now push the button when it lights up. You know, and it's like, okay. yeah, it's
2: I got to I got to disagree with you on that one. Smugglers Run is definitely oh, much better. Come on, as no. a, as a, as a listen, as a Star Wars kid, for you to be able to pilot the Millennium Falcon, I don't care what. If, if you're a genuine Star Wars fan, there's nothing better than the Smugglers Run because every little boyhood's dream was to you know ride in the, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and they they do a complete justice when you walk through the queue area, when the chess tables there, when you walking on those panels, you know, like we're supposed to be like the smugglers' panels, how the floor is so loose. Uh, they, they knocked it out of the park with that one, so I'm going to have to... Dis- I mean, I guess for a non Star Wars fan, you might like Star Tours better, but if you were a, a Star Wars kid your whole life, there is nothing better than, than than being able to be in the cockpit, whether you're the pilot, the engineer, the gunner, no matter what it is, you sitting in the cockpit of that Millennium Falcon, there's nothing better than that. So I will fight you on that one tooth and nail. And if I could all oh, my feel Star like Wars I'm
0: the engineer, Mike. They might as well just give me a crayon to eat. Like they're like, all right, kid, you can't do anything. Some, like some paste, some <laughs> paste, and Play-Doh. You know,
2: I, It doesn't matter. As as I said, as a Star Wars fan, I, all my Star Wars fans unite. We can we'll fight you on this one.
1: But imagine oh, you man. wait in line for that ride for ninety minutes, one hundred twenty minutes, and you just sit in the back and you just push. You're literally looking at the wall, pushing a button. The you worst. Look, of all thought, of me, I thought you can watch it. the
2: screen.
0: Yeah, you can watch the screen. But here's here's the worst is. You wait for the 90 minutes, right? The, the, you have to, right in front of you is like the most annoying kid ever, right? For 90 minutes, you've dealt with this kid. And then you get up there and you realize that this kid got the, the pilot card. And here, you're sitting back there as a gunner just watching this annoying kid, you know, hit walls and all that kind of stuff. And you That's now annoying. you're really, now you've really like just, you know, you're blowing your top. And, and then he's yelling back at you, oh, last night, let me go and tell you something. All right. For all of my teenagers and and kids listening right now, okay, a little PSA, okay, a little public service announcement for you. When you're playing PlayStation, okay, and you're playing against someone, last night I'm playing FIFA, I'm playing against someone somewhere in the world, I was up 2-1 to with like 10 minutes left in the game. They scored, tied it, and I gave up a late goal to lose, okay? That's fine. I can handle that. I'm 40 years old. I then get a direct message from the person that just said, what happened, loser? Listen, I I was hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie. All right? I was going to type something back, and then I decided to be the bigger person because then I thought this person's probably 11 years old. (laughs) Just know if you're playing PlayStation, you're 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. On the other end is a... Vulnerable adult, okay. That can, that can, that can really get upset of, of your words, okay. I'm trying my best here. I'm doing my best. I don't have all the time to play as much as you do. Take your win with dignity, okay. User six four nine, sh- whatever you were. Take your win with dignity. I oh, don't know. I just had to throw that out there. It hurt me a little bit, Mike. I'm not gonna lie, it hurt me a little bit. I understand
2: that. And you're good at FIFA, so I'm very good at FIFA.
0: I'm in the I'm, I'm not in the top league. I'm in the league right below. There's nine leagues. I'm I'm in League Two, so I'm like really good. So I'm playing against good people. But they're hurt for words. Were not necessary at 11 p.m. <laughs> Definitely not necessary. They were not necessary. Let's go. Uh, I, one of the things, Joe, that gets me is if you're in the right place at the right time, and you're getting those pictures of Millennium Falcon, you can hear the Millennium Falcon engine start to start to come alive and then kind of die off that's that for you should be good that's an engine coming to life man it's like being a yeah. nascar race
1: i mean absolutely i mean and the cool thing is you don't have to actually be in the attraction to experience that so it's kind of creates the ambiance right it's supposed to be immersive we're in disney world right so uh, i think it's kind of a nice touch i don't know if it's on a schedule or not but um kind of like when you're walking through for example uh one of the harry potter worlds in a universal mm-hmm. like the 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 flames going out of the dragon. I don't know if it's the same kind of thing, if it's on like a schedule or somebody actually like doing it in the background, but, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, we talked about it, Joe, you mentioned it earlier. That's Ogas. <music> Ogas is
0: fantastic. Love Ogas. um, it is a very, very unique experience, and going in and listening to DJ Rex, that sound of being inside Oga's kind of puts you right there. I wish we got the uh, the band. Mike, what's the band called? Like, you know.
2: I oh. uh, uh, <laughs> yes. can't remember the name of it right now.
1: That <laughs> slipped my mind. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, super cool, man, to have DJ Rex up there spinning the ones and twos, Joe.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one or – I think I was in there twice. Uh, I've been to Ogas, and you kind of like, like I, I don't know a lot of the backstory right, but it was really cool. And you kind of like take it all in because you know you have 45 minutes, so make every minute count that while you're in there. Uh, it's a great experience. Uh, it's it's a show while you're yes. having your your cocktails. So I mean, it's if you're not paying attention to what's around you, you're kind of missing the purpose of being in there because it's essentially a bunch of overpriced drinks besides that, So uh, he's really cool, great animatronic, great you know atmosphere. Uh, so even as somebody who's not a big Star Wars fan. Um, I still appreciate how creative it is, how great it's designed, how well it's executed, and it's it's a great uh, it's a great atmosphere.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Mike Ogas, and then also I'm gonna bring us our last one on Star Wars, and you can close up because this is your jam. Walking around Galaxy's Edge, the sounds of the stormtroopers and the characters kind of make the experience what it is. You know, that that for me is a huge one.
2: Yeah, and I think. The landscape plays a big part in that too. I think because the buildings are pretty high, so you really can't see out of Galaxy's Edge. Once you're in there, you're pretty immersed in that world, and to have the characters kind of walking by, kind of that Disneyland feel, you know, like when the characters are kind of just walking by, you see the start, the, the uh, you know, the, the New Resistance, the Empire guys walk out. Uh, it, it's very cool. Kylo Ren a pop up on a stage once in a while. Uh, very cool the way they immerse you into that you really feel like you're on a different planet a lot of times that you're there um so I, yeah they did a really great job with that
0: yeah definitely um let's move on let's go let's let's leave galaxy's edge we're gonna leave the back side of galaxy's edge and uh we're gonna head into one of my favorite lands we're heading into the backyard of our good buddy uh and we're heading over it's a toy story land joe it hits you right off the get the second you leave Galaxy's Edge, there's that smooth... Disney does smooth transitions better than anyone on the planet because you subtly leave the sounds of Galaxy's Edge and you subtly enter the sounds of Toy Story and Pixar. The background music, when you enter that land, instantly transports you straight into uh, Andy's backyard there. And uh, it's that's, for me, instantly, I know... I'm in for a good time. I've got some amazing attractions in my experience. That music overall is what sets the tone.
1: Yeah, it's definitely well done. I mean, you kind of experience that when you're in a Magic Kingdom, when you're going from like Main Street to Tomorrowland or Main Street to Adventureland. You, you hear that transition when you cross... Uh, you know, those waterways into those lands. And it's kind of like, even though there's no waterway there, right? You're still, once you leaving Galaxy's stage on the backside, and you're going into tourist Land. You're definitely getting that, that experience. I mean, number one is like everything changes around you. Number two is you're getting that music. Like, okay, I recognize this. I'm out of star Wars. You know, I'm in Andy's backyard. I'm hearing toy story music. Like they do a good job with that. It. It's like, okay. Like they want you to forget about what you just had. This is what you're looking at right now. This is what you're experiencing right now. And uh, I mean, those are great. Listen, I love Toy Story Land. I think it's well done. Uh, would, would I like a few more trees? Absolutely. But the theming, the music, the sounds, the ambiance—it's definitely, it's definitely up there. Yeah, Andy's mom, plant a shrub or two for, yeah, for exactly. For, man, plant some yeah, grass. Help us out. <laughs> Jeez. Uh
0: this isn't this topic, but I mean, if you think about it, the cool part about Disney Imagineering and transitions between lands, especially with you know, Epcot's kind of—I I don't think Epcot really counts Um, because it all kind of fits no matter where you're at so you don't get those I don't feel like you get the transitions like you get in Magic Kingdom or in Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom you get it a little bit but not as much I think as Hollywood Studios because you do have those kind of almost like snap transitions you know what I mean so like with Magic Kingdom you know, going from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland that's a huge jump in, in genres there to kind of go through and then with here going from Galaxy's Edge where it's Star Wars and intense and, you know, storytelling to going to an animated backyard for, for, you know, Toy Story. The cool part for me is not just the sound transition, but if you ever look down, the walkways change. If you look around, the, the types of um, plants they use change. The colors change. I mean, and they'll use subtle, you know, you might be like, wow, they're making me walk farther they'll use subtle turns, you know, to make that transition. So, I mean, Joe, they do such a good job with, like you said, just almost like giving you the men in black, you know, where you're supposed to forget completely where you're coming from. And now you're here.
1: Yeah, I guess when you were growing up, you know, your parents always tell you don't look down when you walk, right? (laughs) Look up when you walk, you know, don't look at the ground. However, in this case, look down at the ground because it's really cool to see large footprints you see andy's footprints as you're walking down because remember you're shrunk down to the size of a toy so like they do a lot of great little details within like the concrete surface that you're walking on i mean that goes even way back where i keep referencing a different park magic kingdom with liberty liberty square and Mm -hmm. the the river of poop you know so it's like exactly so it's like it's the same kind of thing it's those little bit of details that definitely makes the transition you know uh much smoother and it makes you immersive to where you're at and i mean i think it's cool so next time everybody's there if you haven't done it look down for a little bit just look at the ground and you'll see all kinds of small details in there it's pretty cool and i tell you this is
0: one of my big pet peeves with my wife i love her love i love everything about her that she never looks down when she walks never never i'll go Hey, there's a massive mud puddle coming up, and she's just like. I take steps and look at sky when I walk, and she just walks right through it every time. Like she has no like right through water, standing water. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Your feet aren't wet. You can't complain." I'm like, "No, because I'm looking down. I'm seeing what's what's all around me. What, what are you doing?" I don't know.
1: There's little. So things. she's not you afraid of heights,
0: then, <laughs> right? I mean, she's not looking. No, down. she's terrified of heights. Terrified of heights. She shouldn't. She's not
1: looking down, dude.
0: We were watching. Um, we were watching trying. You ever watch trying on Apple TV? Uh-uh. Oh, oh! I'm giving everybody a great new. Sh- this is not not appropriate for the kiddos. Not terrible, but um, amazing show on Apple TV. It's three seasons. They're all out. It's really really good. It's a uh, it's British humor, but it's really funny. But it's also like really heartwarming and loving and kind of emotional at times and stuff like that check it out but there's one episode in the first season where they take the kids on the london eye and i took riley on the london eye when we did our disney transatlantic cruise and katie was there and riley was three at the time and of course me being me i'm like riley go put your forehead on the glass and put your hands behind your back and you'll feel like you're about to fall out and katie's going no 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 no." And i thought she was kidding and i turn around she's in hysterics joe like um, we're on the london eye up in this thing with other people and she's just She's losing it. Parential crying. Like, I mean, just. And I'm like, all right, really don't do that anymore. Dad's going to get in trouble <laughs> in London. Um, but yeah, man. So no, she's terrified of heights, but she will never look at the ground whenever she walks either. So and our favorite la- famous last words by Katie is always, I'll go, babe, car, car. They'll stop. I'm like, until they don't. <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> she's got a lot of faith in humanity behind the wheel.
2: <laughs> she does. Walk around um, Manhattan for about an hour. that's not gonna happen (laughs) they'll stop
1: (laughs) okay
0: Um, Mike let's go into one of the best attractions I think at at Hollywood Studios and that's Midway Mania the cue music but most importantly Mr. Potato Head chatting with you with that great audio animatronic sticks out to me as one of the great sounds in anywhere in Hollywood Studios
2: hey you guys know my wife Mrs. potato head She's talking about getting plastic surgery. Says she wants a new nose. I told her I love her just the way she is. Besides, She's got three noses already. One of my favorite Toy Story characters, Mr. Potato Head, and I'm so glad they have him in the Midway Mania you know, attraction because uh, he's he's his humor is great. The, the the one-liners between him and Mrs. Potato Head and all the movies are great, and he kind of has some of those one-liner sticks when it comes to being online, uh, when you're in the queue of, of Midway Mania. Love seeing him there. Um, sometimes sometimes I've been there a couple of times when there hasn't been a long wait and they haven't been having him doing his whole animatronic thing. Usually when there's you know a 35, 40 minute wait, they will have him doing his thing. So uh, if you get the chance when you're online, look forward to that. I know waiting online stinks sometimes, but at least you get to have entertained by Mr. Potato Head. And um, a lot of his one-liners are awesome.
0: They did a really good job with that cue, Joe. Like that's one of those that like, everything in there is a ton to look at, ton to see. You can play games now on the app, which is, a, which is a, a big draw. But that's that's a cool cue. I like that one.
1: It is a cool cue, but the one thing they didn't do well with that is the Wi-Fi is not great in there. It's a cell it's pin, nice. so your cell yeah. phone doesn't work in there, and the Wi-Fi really works. But, like Mike said, you are entertained by Mr. Potato Head in there, so if the line is moving and you're kind of paying attention to your surroundings, you really shouldn't have to worry about if your cell phone works or not, so... There you go. But it's a, it is a good cue. It's fun, and it brings back a lot of memories from all the the detail of all the board games that are we all played as kids. So,
0: all right. So this next one, Joe, when we threw this topic out in our chat, Joe, you texted, and I think all of us kind of looked at the text and went, "What is he talking about?" Because you texted, "Tomater Spanish safety announcement," but it's not Tomater; it's Slinky it's slinky that's doing it right
1: joe yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I meant to say yeah. slinky but yeah
0: because i thought you were talking about in disneyland at first but then when we when we started talking before the show we figured out he's you you're talking about slinky and i still didn't know what you were talking about until before the show we pulled up this audio clip
1: basos. Yes Joe, run me through why this one sticks in your head so much because for some okay, so we've all been going to Disney World for years, right? I don't think any of us speak Spanish here, right, so as a second language, so. However, we all remember specific phrases uh, from Disney World that are in Spanish, right? So we well, all know the monorail. Try... How does
0: those...
1: exactly? We all know what our hands, arms, legs are in Spanish. So at least we got that covered, right? And this just adds to it. And for some reason, um, my wife knows a little bit of Spanish, oh, uh... right? So she she knows a little bit, and she'll giggle. But every time my brother always is in the parks with his family, he will like take audio of this and send it to me, or he will like take video of it. And it's just, it just makes me laugh because it's, it's slinky with the worst country Spanish accent, like, bienvenidos, por favor. It's just, it's just, I think it's hysterical. And to me, it's just, it's funny. It's memorable. And uh, it's just something that made me laugh. And when this topic came up, it's one of the first things that came to my mind was, you know, slinky dog and, the safety spiel it's just it's different and it's funny so that's why it just it makes me laugh makes me smile you can see me right now on camera i'm smiling just just talking about it but i think it's funny so well the and the guy who does
0: the voice for that particular thing is not jim varney because the original voice of slinky was jim varney right which for those of you who don't know who jim varney is man do you got some good times ahead of you because you've got Ernest. Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest Saves... I mean, there's so Ernest many. Ernest goes to camp. Best one. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest saves Christmas. Uh, there's like some really. Ernest scared stupid. It's maybe one of the like most 19 late 1980s movies ever made. I love it. I I I I love it. I think it's. Ernest goes to jail is so funny when he he gets electrocuted in the electric chair. And instead of dying, he he just has like special powers where he can zap people with his fingers. Mike, I love these movies. Have you seen them, right? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think that I saw Ernest Goes to Camp. And I think so, Ernest goes to jail. I don't, I probably blocked it out of my memory for one reason or another. Oh, um, next I Remember together, we're watching er, Ernest was the uh, it was the Mountain Dew commercials too, wasn't it? Is that how everybody's yeah, you, uh-huh, here, yes. yeah. Oh. yeah. I know the Ernest you're talking about. I don't think I've watched as many movies as you have, but um, I know, I know the uh, I know the franchise.
1: They should play that in the Oregon County jail when you get in buck, <laughs> they should have that playing in the background <laughs> as an uh, orientation, dude. I mean, it's just he, he's
0: he's so good, but anyway, so he was the original voice, but unfortunately, he passed. Uh, before this attraction was built. So that someone else is doing it. I'm not sure who it is, but it sounds just like sounds just like Jim Varney. And Jim Varney giving instructions and in anything in Spanish would be hilarious. So now that you've brought this to my attention, and this is why we do shows like this, this is going to stick in my head now for the rest of my life as I go to this park. I'm going to be standing there. I'm going to hear this sound, and then I'm going to think of you, and I'm going to think of this show, and it's going to make me giggle. And I like things that make me giggle. So right. this will be a good one um let's let's leave toy story uh and let's let's head out back into the park we pass one man's dream a lot of good little sound clips in the show in there but nothing that really sticks sticks out you know that makes you think i'm at hollywood studios uh we come around we're actually i look the three of us were all chatting i don't think there's anything really over in the playhouse disney area disney junior area that really sticks out in our heads that makes me say, and look, we spent a ton of time over there when Riley was little, and we still go over there to meet characters and and meet Fancy Nancy and Doc and all those people. But nothing that really sticks out to me that says, hey, I'm at Hollywood Studios. But this next sound, I think, Mike, may be the one sound above all else that says you are at Hollywood Studios. And that is when you come out and you make that left turn, and you start to hear the screams of people from Tower of Terror.
2: Yeah, it's it's unmistakable. You know where it's coming from. You can kind of you can see that. Obviously, you can see the tower in the distance. Uh, you can see the doors opening, the people screaming. I think the fact that they open the doors and the people kind of had that you know view of the park. They're kind of out in the open, so the screams travel a little bit further. Uh, you know, if it was an enclosed like like a rock and roller coaster was, you probably wouldn't hear the screams as much. But uh, being that they're kind of exposed, with the doors open, uh, you see those. You see those doors open. And you hear the screams, and uh, you know exactly where you are when you had those tower terror screams.
0: This was an ingenious, very, very simple addition to this attraction, Joe, that the Imagineers didn't have to do because they didn't, they could have just left it enclosed. But the fact that they open those doors and you actively are providing people. Oh, I'm, I love this. I just came up with this. It is an auditory
1: weenie. So, I was going to say it's the icing on the cake to this weenie. Oh, that's the, good too. Of the doors opening and the sound coming out cuz it's like you got the weenie in the distance. But then you hear that audio sound of the scream just bringing you in. It's kind of like a, uh, you know, when Splash Mountain, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. going or Tiana when it opens, people screaming as they're going down. It brings you into that land. It's a weenie. It's an audio it's an audio weenie. So, yeah,
0: an icing on a weenie. Good stuff. Icing on a weenie. <laughs> um yeah man it's one of those things that i just really really that's i know i'm at hollywood studios when i hear the screams of people it would be fun to run this ride this attraction one time with people who don't scream just it's quiet the whole time that'd be kind of weird and awkward um be something to experience but hey as we're walking down uh joe the next one and this guy kind of threw this out there because this was a huge part of my childhood my mom loves beauty and the beast and so every time we went to the parks we would go and we would sit and watch beauty and the beast the stage show
2: Esteemed madames and messieurs, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you.
1: And now, we invite you to relax, pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner.
0: Um, one of the only things left from opening day is this, uh, this stage show. And so it's kind of a staple of that area and walking down even if you're not in there you can grab a drink or a snack um, and you can sit on the benches and you can listen to the soundtrack of the beauty and the beast stage show and for me that screams what studios is all about look studios was about taking you into the movies showing you how it's done so getting those stage shows i love the fact that they have stage shows i hope that never changes I think it's huge. I think they're great people leaders. I think they feel a great a great need in studios, and uh, it really says something about Disney the fact that they will keep people that many people for for that big of a production and run it four or five times a day. I mean, that's that's a big obligation to that space because um, I'm sure they could put something else there, but I love that they kept it being the beast, and I think they do a fantastic job. But Joe sitting out there and uh, and you know having a drink or having a snack. And listening to the sound, it tells me I'm, I'm at studios. I love this.
1: Yeah, and like like we said, it's it's those simple sounds that will bring you back to memories of you sitting with your mom and going with your family as a kid. And, you know, it's funny of you talk about stage shows, right? I just want to bring this up real quick. You know, as my family gets older, right? My, my parents are older and stuff like that. Not everything can be an E-ticket attraction right you know and you don't realize like, we don't realize because we go we'll go on anything with anybody like hey let's go ride this let's go ride that but when you're kind of planning a trip right and you're bringing starting to bring your, your older parents and stuff like that who can't do those things you kind of are very grateful for stage shows stuff as such as these because that's something that my my parents could they remember they remember Beauty and the Beast they liked that that was when I was a kid so you can kind of go and see those attractions and they can enjoy their time in the park so it's not only just the e-ticket attractions but it's also seeing you know the shows like that as well and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, those, there's nothing, I always say it's great to just stop for a few minutes, sit down, take in where you're at and just listen and, and just people watch because we go to the parks all the time. Right. But it's just fun just to watch everybody else. It's just, I, I get a kick out of it, man. I'm glad that you do that. I'm glad that you take it in at that part of the park. Cause it, it's a, it's fun to watch. So
0: Mike, these are my, uh, blue blocker glasses and Katie makes fun of me for them. I understand why. It's awesome, dude. Thanks, dude. I think I look very studious, like Clark Kentish. <laughs> the forties are catching up with you, <laughs> uh, Mike. This is look for you and Laura, This is a huge um, part of your Disney passion mm-hmm. is being the Beast. Yeah. I mean, you you know you guys love this. Is this something you take in on a regular basis?
2: Yeah, and for some reason I don't know why, maybe just out of lack of knowledge, and obviously before we were on this podcast, um, we didn't take part. We didn't take we didn't do this show that much. Um, our last, I not want to say a few years, but <clears throat> it took us quite a few trips before we made this part of our regular thing. We wound up stumbling upon it one time or another. I think we are just looking for something else to do in the park, and we, the timing lined up right, and we wound up doing it. And now it's one of our favorite things to do, and uh, we make sure we hit it all the time. But <clears throat> I would say probably the first four or five trips, we kind of slept on it. We didn't even bother going. Maybe the times didn't match up. We weren't interested in it. Whatever the case was, kids were doing whatever they wanted to do. But um, something that we started doing probably... And, you know and and some of the last trips that we've done and we make sure that it's something that we do all the time now
0: um well let's come out because whenever you come out and we're going to take a left before we get over to tower of Terror, and we're going to go rock and roll style over to rock and roller coaster with aerosmith uh there is one particular sound in here joe that for me screw it's the only sound for me that uh that really says hey i'm on this attraction And I'm not talking about the horrible dialogue in the pre-show where it's like, make it a super stretch. Um, I'm talking about the countdown, man, as you're about to blast off on this coaster.
1: Roman just yet Steven Tyler. I won't even try doing it because my mom octaves... get up there. <clears throat> Five four. I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> no, it definitely is. You started saying that I'm already like playing it in my head. So yeah, it's, it's iconic. And it's funny, we talked about this in keep plus or dump a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we would change it, but at the same time it's iconic, you know, and then and you're about to get launched. I mean, when you hear that, so uh, you know it's about to get real. I couldn't believe I was saying bring more screens to Disney,
0: but with that attraction, Joe, the way we discussed it, it actually works really well.
1: Yeah, there's there's not many times where it would be appropriate, but that is an appropriate. It's an easy fix, and you're not really missing much because there's not much in there right now. It's a giant box with a you know, with with some, some tracks signs. in it. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, some really poorly painted signs from, like, 1990-something. So, yeah, it would be uh, a home run with that, sure. Did you have a
2: chance to listen to that one yet, Mike? I have not. I have the, the keep the keep dump. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. No. So,
0: so our whole thing with this was, just really quickly, we said we would both plus it. Um, We would get rid of the Aerosmith thing. And what we would do is we would use Disney music, right? But you got to vote. So when you got in your car, so it has to be brand-new cars, almost like Rip Red Rocket over mm-hmm. Universal. So yep. you, you would get to vote. So whatever one would then be the song that would play during your during your ride. But instead of having just this, the black the black light painted, you know whatever that's in there, mm-hmm. you would have screens that you would actually like go through and all that, and it would show scenes of the movie of the what that, you that the on? things from. So yeah, so if you're in like Mulan, and it's like man out of you, then it's like the fight scenes like going by and like going all through. So yeah, that was our plus. Like that's it. a
1: simple refurb that's a simple refurb
0: Mm-mm. i mean you have to do new you'd have to do new cars which is fine you know and you would have to put in screens that's it that's and change the queue that's change the queue. cosmetic change the queue change the the gift shop exit entrance. And that's it you think about it And then you could sell disney merchandise there from like the say six movies that you are doing music from you know what i mean and then if you want to change it mike think about it for halloween you could do a halloween overlay christmas you do a christmas overlay like you could do you know you could have like the olaf you know the song where he's like uh um going to each door and knocking and like seeing how they celebrate christmas have you guys seen that special Mm -mm. Mm -mm. oh my goodness we're gonna watch it together when we get off here it's gonna be fantastic um but have that song everyone knows i'm talking about right now uh but yeah man so that for me though mike that three two one you know, as you're pulling up in your in your stretch limo, it's a it's a staple for me. That's the one thing I would miss if they if they when when they redo this.
2: No, I I agree. I you know I like the idea of putting screens in. You know that that sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, if if they're doing screens and doing the refurbishment, maybe they can fix the ones over at Sorens so that everything is curved. Um, I'd like that as well too. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm I. Does does it definitely need a refurb? Yep. Is it kind of dated? Yep. We all know that. We've all talked about that before, but... That countdown is one of those things that uh, you get to see it a couple of times before you actually get on it because you're in that little queue area waiting to get on your car. So you know it's coming. You still expect it. You kind of feel the car tilt back a little bit right before you go. You hear that countdown, and then, boom, you're off to the races, and uh, it's a lot of fun. One of my, one of my favorite rides to do with the girls. The girls love it. Um, I, you know, I love the ride as it is. Even if they have to do a refurbishment, as long as they keep the thrill of the coaster going,
1: I, I'd be happy with that. You know, Justin, I could come up with a compromise for you. So you know so how like for yeah. example within uh the new test track, um they have a little bit of the easter eggs from the previous attractions mm-hmm. that used to be there like World of Motion. Who's to say that, you know, they redo the whole queue, they redo everything, they have, you know, the, the new cars near the voting system and you get your countdown still. Who says you can't have it? That'd be so good. Who says you can't have it? Some you do here's want.
0: here's who says I can't have it. Is some Imagineer that's like,
2: oh, "We're keeping nothing here, Smith." We we'll keep drumsticks in the area keep the drumsticks. In the area. We'll, <laughs> we'll
0: put them in the bathrooms <laughs> it's like, yeah whatever um let's move on let's finish this finish our list out and that's with the kiss goodnight over at Fantasmic. for me it's my favorite nighttime spectacular in all of disney i would go see it every night if i could i love it this much i tell people all the time who are going to disney for the first time or first time in a long time don't miss phantasmic pay the extra money do a dining package makes it easy get that great seating um but there's there's a certain part of phantasmic where it really hits for me and really it's the first minute of phantasmic and it's this sound tell you that sound is the the lights coming up the music starting the build-up to the excitement of the show and then all of a sudden mickey making his appearance right there and you get the you get the he really gets into it that for me it screams I, this is gonna be this is gonna be an amazing show I phantasmic is so well done and it's even better now that they've redone it I don't know if they could ever get rid of this i really don't I, I think it's that good i really think it's that good mike
2: i it's one of the best yeah, we, we, it's a must for us, obviously. Uh, I've done it with you before. You know, we did one of those dining plans. And we got to do it together. I haven't seen it since the refurbishment, since they've kind of redone a little bit after the COVID closing. So I'd certainly like to see the, the new and improved Fantasmic. Um, I love it. I think it's a great show. For, it's a great addition to that. It's a great way to end the night. And, um, I, you know, I love everything about it. It's definitely one of my favorite shows there. And anybody who's a new Disney person that goes, I always tell them that that's a must do for them as well.
0: Joe, I am surprised. Festival of Fantasy is what you ride around to. I figure you'd ride around to Fantasmic soundtrack because nah, I man. will put this
1: on in my car, man. Festival of Fantasy's got it; just it just clicks with me. It just it tugs at my heart for some reason. Uh, you know, Fantasmic's great. Um, it's something. Uh, look, Jen's not the biggest. Jen likes it. It's okay for her, right? So we don't what? go out of our way to see it very often. Jen was more of an Illuminations person for all those years we went to. We did a lot of our big I Disney love trips before we moved down here. I know it's not there anymore. So we've done it a few times. Um, maybe one of those things, if we were down there, for like, if, just say next week we were down there, you want to shoot over to the studios, I would definitely go do it. Um, is it something that I would go out of my way for? Probably not, but it is a great show, though. But it's always full. That's the thing. So you need to make a commitment to go and see it because it does fill up. Um, so that's kind of like the trade-off. Like you said, you got to get the dining package for it, but it's really well done. You can see all your favorite characters. Um, and I, I don't think it's going anywhere either because, because it's a huge footprint that they've committed to this show. And the studios needs that nighttime cap. You know what I'm saying? If they take this away, look, they've tried fires before. It's not gonna, this is their nightcap. It's well done. I think it's safe for a long time.
0: hundred uh, um, percent. Before we get into our favorite thing each and every week, Let's go into some things that maybe don't exist anymore. Some of the things that have been uh, replaced have been uh, changed over the last couple of years. And we can just throw them out there, jump in. Anything you can remember um, to where you can, uh, something that really sticks in your head with something that is extinct now. But those sounds from the past that were so good
2: tell you the one thing that i comes to mind that i miss the absolute most and the sound is certainly unique and you know where you're at when you'd hear it and that would be the noise and the action from the lights action the motor speedway hearing those cars zip around the rear um you know it was it was super cool to hear the, the stunt shows going on um sometimes you get a little glimpse of it too if you were on the uh, backlot tour it would kind of come around if the show happened to be going on at that time you get to see some of that as the cars were zipping by but the uh the roar of the engines i think the um the lights action motor speedway show was one of the coolest things there i definitely missed that quite a bit um i know after you know seeing the same show over and over again it kind of kind of gets a little played out but um i liked it a lot as a car guy i really enjoyed it and um i definitely missed that
0: yeah joe this had to have been a huge one for you
1: so the one that really sticks out mostly is a show that is no longer there anymore and i really enjoyed seeing it because I thought I was like wow that's how they do it was the monster sound show at Disney's MGM Studios and just seeing all the different everyday things that they used in film to make certain you know sound effects and shows and stuff like that and I just thought like wow that's how it really happens I love the audience participation in it always wish I could go up there but I was always like probably too young to do it but um, I wish that was kind of still there I mean uh, and it was always something different because you always get something new out of it They could always replace things with you know other sound, sound effects and um, yeah, I just, I really, that one I really do miss because, you know, Justin, we were kind of repeating ourselves, but that's what the studios was about. We keep talking about that. That's what you was supposed to bring you in to see what the movies and how the movies were made. And uh, that attraction was kind of the epitome of it. And uh, I kind of wish it was still around, but it's not, but it kind of lives on an in infamy on YouTube, right? You can find it on YouTube. You just kind of Google it. And uh, a lot of home video, a lot of home movies of it out there. So uh, yeah, Monster Sound Show is one that uh, tugs at my heartstrings.
0: I'm gonna take you back to 1999 with mine, and uh, this was so It always it was over at the uh, the ABC soundstage over there, and that is sounds dangerous with Drew Carey. Um, for anyone that ever experienced that one, you had headphones on. A lot of times you are in the dark trying to figure out what you were listening to, and the the uh, they would project the visuals up there. But it was for me this was you know talking about using sound. This whole episode's about sound. This one was great. It was there until 2012 when it was uh, it was later uh, moved. Um, and replace so this uh this that for me was a huge one um mike any any other ones you got off the top of your head
2: um, the actual back lot tour, the area music around there mm-hmm. was pretty cool too. Um, where the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Park was, you could walk around there, you'd hear that same I kind of music. Um, I liked that a lot. That was very cool. Um, yeah, the great movie ride used to have a theme that you'd hear. You know, the, 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 Around Mickey's uh, Runaway Railroad, we don't kind of hear that same kind of thing, but there was some cool movie music around the great movie ride. So I definitely kind of miss some of those old nostalgic uh, you know, sounds that we used to hear in some of the areas that aren't there anymore. I mean, listen, they were replaced by some great stuff you know i I wouldn't give it up for gal you know galaxy edge is great um and being having that whole area so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't i don't I, i do miss it but i'm glad what we got you know to as the replacement for it
1: uh joe any any final ones no i think you guys kind of pretty much hit the nail on the head um all the really good ones you guys have said um lots of great you know uh lots of great sounds out there lots of great memories lots of great old attractions and, uh, yeah, if you guys, if our listeners have any ones that we maybe be and talk about, you know, put it in our uh, Facebook group. I'd love to uh, see what y'all think.
2: You know, we talked about. I, I had a great time talking about some of the sounds that you know triggered memories on this you know particular podcast. Uh, as I was listening to some of these sounds in my head, I could remember some of the amazing times that I had with my family doing these things in the park. Uh, but you know, if you can't trigger sounds with memories, you can also trigger sounds with. Well, you can. You also trigger memories with photographs. And uh, when you're in the park, you take some photographs, post those photographs and those pictures on, to, on our DDP Today Facebook page. We have an amazing DDP Facebook page, and we have some great. Pictures that are on that it brings me to my favorite thing every week and that would be pics of the week.
0: Picks of the week, picks of the week. Picks of picks the week. Of the week. It's time for it's time us, for to, get us to, get to get our, to get pick our week. picks of the week.
2: All right,
1: guys, you know I love my picks of the week. Joe, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week, Mike, goes to uh, Faith Richardson, and uh, she touches my heart on a few different levels here. Number one is. Her picture's at the Polynesian, so she touches a resort. Number two is she's drinking out of a Lapu-Lapu. She has a Lapu-Lapu, so that's awesome right there. And the third thing, she's wearing a T-shirt that says, Save the Chubby Mermaids, which I absolutely love uh, manatees. So, Faith, way to go. Her picture says that she was inspired to get her first Lapu-Lapu after listening to us hosts talk about them. Um, She says that the Polynesian is also gorgeous. The Lapu-Lapu is best enjoyed, shared with friends, which I definitely agree with you on. Uh, Faith, and she says, my heart says thanks for the inspiration. My liver isn't so sure. We can all agree 100% with that post. Well done, Faith. So for that, you get my pick of the week.
2: Very cool. My question to her is going to be, though, did she eat all the pineapple out of the pineapple? Did she pull a Joe and eat all of the pineapple? She that didn't answer unique, that part too. of the question. But, uh, I'm going to do know, that again, man. When, when I shared my pineapple with Joe, he, uh, he, uh, he got it down to the skin. So uh, I'm not sure on, if she did.
0: On Tuesday... We'll go over. I've got. We have conference until five. We're done at five. Joe, let's just immediately and it's and it's at the contemporary. So let's just immediately meet at. Let's monorail it over. Get a Lapu Lapu. Perfect. Let's go. Alcohol and fruit. Let's go. Let's go, Amazing. and then we'll jump on the monorail over to EPCOT. It'll be, it'll be. This is gonna be great, love man. It. All right, I love it. Very cool, Justin. What's your pick of the week? Yeah, maybe me go with a few different people. Few. They're they're. Look, they are family. They are fantastic, and there is nothing I can. I'm going to speak on behalf of all the guys here. There's nothing more rewarding with doing this show than when we see families come together that otherwise wouldn't have probably known each other. It's 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 the most rewarding thing ever. Like it, when we see people across the country and across the world that meet up and create memories and spend time together, and it's just it's a really really special special thing to sit back and watch because i will tell you this six years ago mike can attest to this we did not expect for that to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> we we were just happy if our wives might listen to us so uh <laughs> so this it's 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 definitely um a rewarding thing and thank you guys for that but it's going to sarah and john cassano and Lori Euler and uh sarah posted love being able to hang out with our dp fam even just the afternoon lunch at cheers where john uh, John John found a, a geocache. I've never done that. Followed by drinks, card games, and heads up at the Sam Adams Tapper room. They spent a whole afternoon in Boston together, and that's what it's all about. I love all those people uh, very, very much, and I cannot wait to see all those people uh, during wine and dine because they will all be down. And so, uh, if you haven't, uh, if you are interested in doing wine and dine, if you are wanting to run a five k, ten k, half marathon, uh, whatever, whatever you're wanting to run. Uh, Wine is a great opportunity to do that. A lot of the DDP sorcerers are going to be down there. The team's going to be there. We're going to be cheering on runners. I'm going to be doing the ten and the half. And uh Joe, what are you joining me with?
1: Dopey, I
0: guess. Huh? Dopey, I guess. No, no, no. You're doing Dopey. Are you doing dine too? Are you going to come down for that weekend? Oh yeah, I'm doing Wyandotte. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to run? Wine and down? I'm going to do ten and a half because that's the challenge. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do them all. That 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 one you do them all, yeah. Oh, let's do them all. That's perfect. So come down and run with Joe and I. Mike,
2: Mike, Mike, Mike I come might come. I might be. Down? Uh, uh, Coach Kyle's been training me the last couple of weeks, so let's uh, go. I guess, as, let's as long go. As get the time off for of work. I probably want to heading down there, but uh, I lo- super, I But love before it. before I get to my pick, super thank you to Coach Kyle because he's been uh, he's been on me about my runs and I've been knocking him out. He's been giving me goals and I've been knocking him out. So I'm uh I don't post much in the running group because you know that's your guys stuff. I want you guys to you know. Um, you know you hear us every week, so I try not to take the spotlight you don 't need to hear about what i 'm doing um You get to hear what i 'm doing every week on this show, so I let you guys kind of have the page to yourselves and i don't want to you know be posting what i 'm doing but once I hit some some you know, some some goals goals, and some you know some monumental moments i 'll definitely post those, but I want to keep my usual daily runs to you know just just keep it between me and Kyle right now and uh as soon as I hit those those marks that he wants me to hit then i 'll be happy to post those but uh we're gonna have to start yes. paying
0: Coach Kyle. You know that, Mike.
2: Uh, yeah, I we're, know. Gonna to, we're gonna
0: have to put him on salary at some point. <laughs> yeah, right? I've, I'm, uh,
2: uh, he, he's definitely gonna get a few thank you gifts from me. So he's uh, he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely gonna be on the payroll for sure. What's your pick, buddy? Uh, My pick of the week is going to go to Lindsay Nicole, and uh, Lindsay Nicole had had a meet-and-greet with Mickey and Minnie, and they had Thor's hammer wallet, and the cast member put it on the ground and told Mickey to pick it up, and of course Mickey was worthy of the gods, and everyone in the room cheered. Great picture with everybody having a good time with Mickey and Minnie at a meet-and-greet, and And, uh, Lindsay, you have my pick of the week.
0: Absolutely love it. Uh, Guys, hope you enjoyed this episode, bringing some of those sounds that maybe you haven't thought about. And uh, maybe next time when you're walking through Hollywood Studios, it'll it'll stick out in your head. You'll hear it, and it realize the importance of what these sounds, uh, how they how they transport you from land to land, experience to experience, and memory to memory. And uh, it really is something special that Disney does, using each and every one of these to, uh, to to really create the atmosphere that we need to to enjoy these parks. And I tell you. I love episodes like this because there are times that we'll say something and I have no idea what we're talking about, like Slinky Dog doing Spanish, but that's the one that stuck out to me for this entire show. I love it. I'll never look at that attraction the same way again every time
1: I hear it, Joe, and that's really, really special. So I yeah. uh, absolutely love these shows. Yeah, man. I'm really glad that I could uh, <laughs> I could have an impact on you. Right? I'm going to be a part of your trip every time you go to Hollywood Studios, right? So uh, yeah, another great episode. Uh love talking with I love reminiscing about like the old school days of hollywood studios or mgm studios as it was called it's uh brings me a lot of great memories uh great show guys tonight loved it and uh patreon stand by you guys are on deck mike close it up buddy
2: One of my favorite parks to be in. One of my favorite places to get some sound bites from. Uh, Definitely, you know, rehash memories being there, walking around with the kids, the family, and some of my DDP family. So uh, I had a great time talking about them tonight. Hope we were able to, you know, trigger some memories for some other people with some of the sounds we were able to bring up. And, uh, you know, Patreon. Looking forward to chatting with you guys in a little bit. 100%.
0: 100%. Uh, Patreon, stand, like Joe says, I don't want to say his thing because he'll get mad at me, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> he'll, 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 I, he, that's, that is one of the best sayings, though, man. Uh, Patreon, we got an awesome topic tonight for you. Um, if you want to become a part of the Patreon, click that link below. A two hours a month, you can become a Patreon. You have private access to a different Facebook page. Um, we do uh, trivia games, and not just like we do trivia where you play on your phone, your computer, your iPad in real time. Uh, a lot of fun over there, so lots of stuff going on with the patreon there so make sure to come join us it's it's an absolute blast um and tonight we're gonna be talking we're gonna be going down the street about eight miles and we're gonna talk the announcement coming out of universal and how it might impact disney over the next 5 10 15 20 years um with the brand new epic universe uh being fully announced and opening 2025 so we're gonna be chatting about that over there uh ddp family i hope you had an amazing week we are already into february this year is flying by we're putting out as much content as possible for you um, as often as possible and uh, we hope that you're enjoying that and we cannot wait for this moment each and every week not only to get together with my two brothers here to chat but also to spend time with you no matter where you are in your life right now uh, we hope that we can give you an hour of positivity and fun and we hope that uh, that you know, you'll know you continue to give us that chance to be a part of your Disney family we love you we appreciate you and until next time we'll see you real soon have a good night everybody have a good night see you guys On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward.
1: And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we are meant to be all we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within ready to begin let
2: the wonder and that's a wrap